And welcome to the Roundtable. Bill Priestley here. And yesterday I threw up on Twitter an interesting question. What do you think is the most pressing issue in trucking? And I got an interesting answer. It wasn't a driver shortage. It was a shortage of good drivers. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today and how what the good driver pool is with two experts in that particular field. We have Marilyn Serber from 10th Street joining us from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then also we've got Jeremy Raymer, founder of Driver Reach, joining us from Indiana. Both of you, thanks so much for joining us here today. Um, an interesting subject here in terms of trying to figure out, you know, obviously we've, we've had a lot of back and forth about whether or not there is a driver shortage. Craig Fuller, of course, wrote an article uh, kind of dispelling that myth there, saying that the shortage narrative has been perpetuated by larger trucking companies wanting to get larger. You have smaller companies taking a larger share of that. First off, just your idea, just to get an initial idea. Uh, Jeremy, you can lead us off here. Driver shortage, truth or no? That's a complicated question. I 100% <laughs> agree with the fact that it's a uh, that it's a, there's a shortage of quality drivers. There's no question there. But the real issue, in my opinion, is the systemic failure of getting enough new entrants into the industry year in and year out to replace those who are leaving. And of those who are coming in, the average age of those new entrants, new drivers getting a CDL, is between 35 and 38 years old, and that with a minimum age of 21. So that's to me a more systemic issue to address. Marilyn, same question to you. Driver shortage, yeah or nay, and how do you see it? I agree with Jeremy. You know, the average age of the driver is, you know, not 21, it's 35 to 40. And the new entrance is the problem and there is a shortage of them. And so to get drivers to the point where they can be independent contractors and they can work for those smaller companies, they have to first go to work as an entry-level driver for one of those larger companies that we're talking about. So the fact that those companies are having trouble attracting those drivers means the pipeline is smaller down the line, you know, for the smaller trucking companies, private fleets, anybody who's requiring experience to drive for them. So Jeremy, let's back up here. Take, obviously, I just threw that question out on Twitter and didn't push it any further, but <laughs> let me ask you, what is the definition, in your opinion, of a good driver? Is it performance-based? Is it loyalty? Is it the fact that you have maybe longevity with a, with a company? How do you define a good driver? Safety. I think it starts and ends with safety. Obviously, you want good people. I mean, drivers are, I mean, we're celebrating, you know, National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. This is, this is a big deal. Uh, and drivers are really important to everything that we do. Uh, that being said, not all of them are, not all of them are good. Not all of them are, not all of them are safe. And some of them, just like any other business that you're in, you're, sometimes you have some bad apples. And so it's, it's finding the ones that uh, are safe and compliant consistently because that's really what keeps the road safe. Yeah, definitely there as well. Marilyn, as you look at it, how do you, would you define a good driver? Is it simply safety? Is it also longevity? Is it also maybe being cost effective? Obviously, being, safety, being safe also means that you're not costing the company any money either. either. And, and sometimes it's not even necessarily in this market, maybe it's more focused on a good driver, but in other markets, it's really a qualified driver. So somebody mm -hmm. who, you know, safety, mm -hmm. I think is the number one thing always, right? But does the driver qualify to do the job that you have? And are they willing to do the job that you have? You know, Craig does talk about that in his article, you know, the lifestyle challenges, you know, with some of the jobs um, that are available in the trucking industry. And so I think you have to consider, um, you know, Again, first and foremost, safety, retention, you know, how how willing is the driver to do the job that you have and um, how long are they going to stay with you? All of those things go into is the driver good or not? And are they good for your job 
versus another job. You know, I, you know, I used to be an over the road flatbed recruiter. Not all drivers are good for over the road flatbed, nor do they want to do over the road flatbed. So I think that that is a moving target depending on the company. Let me flip back here and go to Marilyn first for this next question. So let's, let's get to the heart of the issue. Is there a good driver shortage and how do you define that? Um, I would say yes. I'd say there is a good, a, a qualified, you know, if there's a good driver shortage, but there's a qualified dr- driver shortage. You know, you have things like the drug and alcohol clearinghouse, you know, you have more and more local jobs available to folks, you know, people moving not into just construction and warehousing, but moving into other you know, jobs that are not even having to have a CDL where you can drive, which is less regulated, you know, all of those things. And so there's a, there's a shortage of qualified drivers who will do the job that we need them to do in our industry. Mm -hmm. So Jeremy, same question to you there in terms of, you know, is there a shortage of good drivers or qualified drivers, if you will? Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's always going to be the case until we address the systemic issue that, that I mentioned up front. And surprisingly, uh, this year, I would not expect that driver shortage to be the number one issue. Uh, that is, an, you know, from a from an industry survey standpoint, I just would not expect that. I would expect to hear more about the economy or something like that. While still, I would expect it to still uh, sit somewhere near the top, but just not at the top as it's been consecutively for years in a row. So as we look at it now, so talent is obviously in the pipeline at some point, uh, whether it is a new driver coming out or whether it is a seasoned driver uh, moving there. Um, Maryland, is is the talent there to grow the pool? And if so, or how do we grow it to try and eliminate this quote unquote shortage? Yeah, so I think that, you know, the talent, there's a labor, labor shortage across the board, right? So not just trucking, we're not the only ones experiencing the labor shortage. But I think, um, first of all, we have to educate where does a driver come from? So a driver with two to three years, five, five years experience, where does that driver come from? Well, they come from a truck driving school eventually, especially now with entry-level driver training. There is no other way to get into the industry without going through the proper training. And so I think we have to um, leverage technology and leverage what is so amazing and the impact our industry makes to really attack and go after the next generation of folks who are going to be in this industry starting as early on as we can. You know, we have um, Jeremy and I, you know, we both spend a ton of time in associations and on committees talking about those exact things. And how do we get the message that, you know, trucking is sexy, trucking is, you know, making an impact, you know, leveraging all the technology we have and, and, you know, in the automation and some of the things that are coming into play to attract the next generation of drivers. Jeremy, same question to you in terms of of the talent being there. Also in view of the fact that obviously trucking has a tremendous turnover issue there as well. Obviously, you've got to get the talent, but you got to keep it there too. Yeah, I mean, when you when you have a limited supply, that's that's natural, right? That's just how it works. There's going to sure. be people trying to, to clamor for those drivers, especially the good ones, the safe ones. And I, you know, the the question of whether you know there is a or, or isn't a shortage, I think, is more. When times are really good, and we've seen coming off of COVID, the demand for for goods and uh, and the demand for drivers skyrocketed, and as a result, you got a lot more interest getting into the industry, whether that's with new drivers coming in or with new trucks coming in from drivers who were maybe a company driver before, now becoming a, an independent contractor. And so, from that standpoint, those ebbs and flows are naturally going to have an impact on that overall pool. 
But ultimately, the real crux of the matter is if we don't address that minimum 21 age issue, I think we're going to be talking about this until I'm old and gray, if I get gray, <laughs> if you ever see gray. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Marilyn, let's look at that as well in terms of, you know, what does that say about the, the CDL programs in and of itself in terms of obviously if you want straight qualified drivers. Obviously, you need time behind the wheel to do that. Um, in terms of getting a CDL and, and the requirements to do so, is that a way to create more uh, qualified drivers, though that is obviously a time-intensive exercise that just, again, makes the barrier to entry a little bit bigger if you make that longer and, and more uh, substantial? Yeah, I, um, there are a lot of barriers to entry, I think, for new people into our industry that don't exist in other trades. You know, Jeremy mentioned one, which is a huge deal, um, I think lowering the age to 18 for interstate drivers is would be a huge step in the right direction. I think safety is so important. So we can't, you know, things like the drug and alcohol clearinghouse, you know, things like um, entry-level driver training ultimately make our roads safer. So there's no way to shortcut that. And so what can we do uh, to make sure drivers are really prepared? And I think that that is, you know, starts with good schools and entry-level driver training um, was put in place so that it is only good schools, hopefully, you know, that are training drivers. And then it starts, you know, the finishing programs at companies. And again, I think we have to look at ourselves as an industry and say, what can we change to make our job better and more appealing so that when um, drivers do get on the road, what, that they want to stay, that they want to stay in trucking because it is a job. We know it provides a great living, but that the lifestyle matches the living and so mm -hmm. that it's worth folks to stay. Jeremy, what do you say to that in terms of the, the, the CDL? Obviously, you've got the training aspect of it, the education aspect of it. You've already mentioned, of course, age is a major barrier to entry. But uh, again, you know, trying to get the qualified driver out there, you got to get the hours on the road or at least certainly in a simulator, which, of course, now is new coming technology to those kinds of programs. But what do you look at when you terms of in terms of a CDL and getting good slash qualified drivers on the road? Well, it's a tough job. We certainly can't sugarcoat it, right? Yeah. Just that alone eliminates a lot of people. And a lot of, you know, there's a lot of folks that say that you can't get 18 to 20. There's no way in the world. I, I know this 18-year-old. There's no way in the world he should be behind a truck. And it's, of course, or behind the wheel. It's not for everybody. But for those who it is, uh, who can do it, there are plenty who, you know, go to the military and operate nuclear subs at that age. They just <laughs> need training, proper training. And I think that's the biggest issue uh, in order to, to address this. That's you certainly got to improve the image of the industry and we're, certainly trying to do that. I think Marilyn and I both, I think we do a good job of that. And, and, and so do you. And so do so many others that we work with, other stakeholders. But at the end of the day, if you're not addressing that, uh, that, that 21 age barrier, we're still struggling with the same challenges of, of attracting people that are in their you know, mid thirties at best. So let's talk a little, bit, a little bit about and wrap this up with what one of the points that Craig made uh, in his article and the fact that you've had more uh, smaller fleets gain bigger market share over the course of the last several years. And Marilyn, as you look at that, obviously there's a retention, a possible retention there issue as well. I can't make the correlation uh, statistically, but obviously you've got to go out, you've got to get hours on the road. And then it looks like a lot of these drivers are moving from larger fleets to smaller fleets because of, as you mentioned, lifestyle. How do you keep them in the industry and not try to become essentially what uh, many people glorify as, you know, the, the cowboyish uh, independent uh, driver that runs his own schedule. I think it all starts with 
good training and good experience every step of the way, right? So what is their experience like in truck driving school? What carrier do they go to? Are they getting good training, follow-up training, and are they getting engaged with the industry there? And then the availability to go work for those smaller fleets coming up at the right time, you know, and being able to leverage the experience that they've gained to go to work for those smaller companies. And I think we have to, um, you know, it's really hard for small companies to operate, especially in a market like this. And so I think we have to continue um, to figure out how to make it easier to, you know, to operate for smaller companies and, you know, being able to offer benefits like that you know, at the same level that they were going to get at a big company. And so that they're not just saying, oh, I'm just going to go be a cowboy and do what I want. Right. But their structure and their safety issues and that we make it as easy as it can from a legislative pers- you know, perspective and a regulatory perspective for them to operate. Jeremy, let's go quickly, a little bit of a different question for you in terms of obviously, how do you know if you're a good driver? And if you know if you're a good driver, how do you as an, as an organization try to keep that driver instead of doing what they want to do? Because obviously they know they're good at what they do and they could be a commodity someplace else. It's, it still always boils down to safety and a good driver knows they're a good driver. They certainly are on top of uh, ensuring that they're always doing pre post trips, that they're always uh, staying uh, within their hours of service, always delivering uh, on time whenever they can and obviously communicating very well when they can't, and more importantly, just obeying the rules of the road and being very, you've gotta be very defensive, especially around all the four wheelers out there that, that are just, that are clueless in, in some cases around trucks. And so from that perspective, you know that you can do whatever you want, but what is it that you want? What's your why? Sometimes it's working for the company that you work for, you really love it there and, and, and all is good. But if you're not happy and that's not a good fit, then you have a lot of options. And there are plenty of people who, who know a good driver when they, when they see one. And so from that perspective, uh, there's still, even, even in, a, in an economy that we're looking at today, which is certainly uh, considerably worse than it was you know, just a year or two ago, uh, they still are uh, in the driver's seat. Well, certainly not uh, settling to know that there's a, a good driver shortage, but it's good to know that this is a problem that can be improved upon there as well. Marilyn and Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us here for our roundtable. Thanks, Bill. All right, we'll take a short break and come back and wrap up this edition of Freight Waves now after this. <laughs> 